Hey guys, my name is BJ Lair. And I am Jed Burks. And we are the Big Red Junkies. We laugh, we drink, and we talk. Shit, man. We got Buffalo next. What are you thinking? Uh, If I could, my computer won't screw up and pull up the wrong page. I could actually get this started. Uh, anyway, you know, what's funny is I threw on here. I was like, uh, what to expect to see from Buffalo. And then on my outline, I, the next thing I have it literally just says all Jed. And the next is ex- <laughs> what we expect out of Nebraska. <laughs> well, as far as Buffalo, you know, I always like to try to, uh, you know, I brought up that for the Fordham thing that Daniel Tosh is uh, the quarterback's uncle and uh, kind of like to try to find random stupid things oh yeah uh you're always good for a tidbit of knowledge of some sort so i was looking up trying to find famous alumni of buffalo university or university of buffalo or at buffalo or whatever it's called uh, anyway uh you know the guy that played Mbaku on in uh black panther the sure guy, the, the guy did the barking and stuff where they had to oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah in the white and everything well that actor his name is winston duke he went to buffalo did he play no Oh, okay. Why well, he wasn't listed on? He might have used you know. him. I know he was. That, he's like six three, six huge. four. Yeah. Uh, also, Ronnie James Dio, the uh, the rock star, the guy lead singer of Dio, and he lead, lead, was lead singer for Black Sabbath for a little while. I was say you make it sound like I know what Dio is. You should. They're really good. But anyway, <laughs> and so it, good. This is the first time I've heard of him. Well, you should know Ronnie James Dio. But anyway, you're a music guy. You should definitely know Ronnie uh, James yeah, Dio. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as far as the random ones, there's a guy named uh, Alfred P. Southwick that went to Buffalo. He is the guy that invented the electric chair. Really? Yeah. And he went to so Buffalo. So they're good for frying people up there. Well, Frying wings, frying people. Y- you can make, that's fine to make the joke on that one. But on this <laughs> next one, just refrain from all jokes. Because another guy that went to Buffalo is Harvey Weinstein. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, don't do it. Don't this do new it. soundboard do do doesn't. Do this new soundboard doesn't have a wah wah wah. Yeah. So, anyway, on to the football team. Real yeah, quick. Let's let's get off of the <laughs> segway. Uh, let's get off of the stage suicides. Uh, they they have a new head coach as well as uh, we talked about with Illinois. They had a new new head coach, and uh, we haven't fared well against those so far. Yeah, clearly. Um. This is another coach that actually played against Nebraska when he was a player. He played down at Baylor in the mid-2000s. His name is Maurice Lindquist. Uh, he was a defensive back for Baylor. He played in the 2004 game against Nebraska. He had two tackles against us. Um, he's he's one of those young guys. He's 37 years old. He's one of those high-rising coaches. He's a defensive guy. He's never been a coordinator, so it's kind of weird that uh, – they went, they went like position player for this? Yeah, well, so – he was in the NFL last year with the Cowboys as a defensive back coach. And then he got hired in January. Must have done so well, you know. Well, he got a 29th ranked defense in the NFL. Let's go bring him in as a head coach. He, well, no, no. Hold on. He was a defensive backs coach at the Cowboys. And then he got hired as the co-defensive coordinator at Michigan in January. Because Michigan got Oh, that's right. I remember, what, I remember when that happened. So he got hired as the 
co-defensive coordinator at Michigan. Then uh, that was in January. Then in May, when Lance Leipold left Buffalo to go down to Kansas after they fired Les Miles. Uh, so this Lindquist guy, he he had been an assistant at Buffalo in years past. So they knew knew about him and all those things. The Buffalo calls Lindquist. He's in Detroit. And they say, you want to come in for an interview? They're like, yeah, absolutely. Or Lindquist, yeah. So they said, book a round-trip ticket, air, airplane, uh, and when you get here, we'll reimburse you for the ticket. He bought a one-way ticket. He gets to the interview. He gives them the paperwork. They're like, well, where's your return ticket? He goes, I wasn't, I'm not planning on going back. The ball's on this guy. So, like, the, 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 yeah, the, the confidence that he had going into this, he's like, I'm going to get this damn job. Muchos huevos. <laughs> and the, the only time he went back to Detroit was to move his ship back over to Buffalo. I love it. So I, I, I thought that was just a fantastic story. So it, it's just, uh, I think it's a good fit for them because like he already knows the culture. They also have this tradition now that has been dated back to 2016 where they unfortunately lost one of their players. Uh, he died in uh, end of February, beginning of March 2016 after a uh, workout uh, compli- complication. Jesus. And uh, so almost kind of like Texas A&M where they have the 12th man where somebody wears the, the number 12 jersey. So they have a jersey number 41 and they give it to one player each game. So if you see a player n- number 41, that's the uh, si- there's a significance behind that player. wearing the, the number designated 41. guy that. Week. Yes. Yes. So do we they, know who that's going to be this week? I don't know. They, they they I was watching the Wagner game and they were talking about it and uh, they said it's a different guy each week. So. Um, I don't know who it is, what position it'll be or anything like that, but uh, it was pretty cool because the guy that was wearing 41 last week scored a touchdown. So nice. Uh, you know, it was, it's just kind of a cool story. So if you see number 41 make a play out there, that's uh, that's the significance behind that. So nice. Um, as far as, you know, they so obviously with them having a new head coach, they've got a bunch of new coordinators, Shane Montgomery. Uh, well, one of the other things about the head coach, he also was the defensive back coach at Minnesota in 2017 when they basically put the nail in the coffin of Mike Riley's coaching career at Nebraska when uh, we were at that game. Uh, that was a, that was when I met you guys down on the goal line. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that was that was a really bad game. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to go back there. I try to forget those. I think I I think I did forget later that night for sure. <laughs> But so he's he's familiar with, you know, again, not this coaching staff, but at least coaching against Nebraska uh, recently, not just playing against them in the mid 2000s. Um, They've got a head coach or they've got an offensive coordinator, Shane Montgomery. That's his first year. Uh, He actually coached under Bo Pelini at Youngstown State for a little while. Uh, So feel bad for him. Um, But so it's it's a new coaching staff, but they're going to run the ball. That's that's their identity. That's the uh, talent that they have. They've got a great offensive line. They won't that offensive line. Well, maybe not all those players because they had three guys transfer, but just their offensive philosophy. They've only given up nine sacks in the last two years. Jesus, uh, only one last year. They they played eight, seven or eight games last year, and they gave up eight in 2019. So that was that's easily tops in the country. They were number one last year, and they were number two uh, in 2019. Wow. So. That is uh, that's kind of foreshadowing for one of my questions later on, obviously, uh, for how many sacks we're going to get. But uh, 
uh, yes, they have three transfers, but they still, again, that's, that's the philosophy that they have. They also don't necessarily throw the ball around very much. They got a really good, they got a decent enough quarterback. Um, his numbers, if you look them up, are not going to pop out at you. Uh, he only averages like a hundred and, uh, 189 yards per game passing per game last year. He had a seven to three touchdown interception ratio. So nothing like huge, but he is also not asked to do it. Sure. So, I mean, he's only throwing the ball 19 times on the season. Well, he's only played one game. Oh, that's true. I wasn't even just, thinking about just because we played two. We two in there. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I love making these uh, moments feel stupid. No, it's all right. No. Yeah. No, I, I was just looking at him here. He's 15 for 19 last week for 231. So, I mean, yeah, that's pretty solid. It was also against a really bad Wagner team. I mean, sure. we, we talk about playing Fordham. Fordham's at least. A, that's, a, that's a good trivia question right there. Where the hell is Wagner? I think it's in North Carolina. All right. You look it up while I say this. But Fordham is at least a uh, is at least a decent FCS team, a decent to good FCS team. Uh, Wagner is not good. They're like bottom level, really bad. You almost find in it. Claremont, California. Oh Jesus! Yeah, opposite side over here. Why the hell did they fly all the way out to Buffalo? This might not actually be correct. Are you sure? Is it the Wagner Seahawks? Because that's their nickname. Yeah, I'm seeing here we are da, 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 da. first football team in 1927. I don't even know. It's not. It doesn't even tell me where they are. It's a fake college. They didn't play anybody. <laughs> uh, Staten Island. Okay, that's where it is. It's in New just, York. Okay, that makes more sense because it's an yeah. easy trip to get up to Buffalo. Yeah, I could see they're they're probably right in line with like the Colgates of the world and. Yeah. Let's see. The Seahawks, though, man. Yeah, they're the Seahawks. I watched that entire game. Ugh. I, I, I also I mainly watched the entire game, not just because I wanted to watch Buffalo, but there's I, what I found out there was two Omaha kids on Buffalo's team. But I watched it specifically for one who's a true freshman. He went to my high school. Obviously, we didn't go to school together. Because I'm super old. Because you're not. old enough to be his dad. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, uh, he's a true freshman. Uh, Nolan Gorzaka. Uh, he went to Roncalli, and uh, he's actually the backup left guard. And he got in for most of the second half, and he looked pretty nice. Good. So, you know, he's a real big kid. He's like six foot six, two hundred eighty pounds. Like as a true freshman, he didn't get any looks from D one guys. I, I don't know. I mean, or big, big, bigger I names. Say, I guess power, D1. power, power five guys. I, I, yeah, I know. I don't know. That's a big kid. Yeah, he's real big. So, you know, I, I wanted to watch him to see if he got in, and thankfully he did. And he played, like I said, he played the majority of the second half. So uh, it was good to see him play. And they put up 68 last week? 69. Damn. Damn. Don't shortchange the 69. My bad. That's impressive. Yeah, they had set, they had seven running back or seven rushing touchdowns. Wow. In that game. So, you know, it's. But again, it's a really bad Wagner team, and it's yeah, a, they, it's, it's they almost allowed, like the Fordham game. What, they allowed what can you really get rushing yards last week? But what can you really get out of it? True. So, you know, it's it's more about what the team has been. The the uh, so last year they had the best running back in the in the country that James or not James but Jared Patterson, guy that's like maybe six five foot six. Yeah, uh, he rushed for like four hundred and something. He get drafted. 
No, he was not drafted yet. Mainly because he's five foot six. Yeah, he he's he's very talented, but but he had a tw- he has a twin brother who's still on Buffalo's team. He's a um, their middle linebacker. He's their stud. Nice. Um, so he he's a guy to look out for in the middle. Must they, be a little taller than his brother, then. A little bit, yeah. Um, they got. I think one of their strengths of their defense is probably going to be their defensive backs. They've got three defensive backs that starters that are back, uh, and three of their four defensive backs, the the safeties uh, are six two or taller. So that that'll be a good matchup that, yeah. to watch uh, for Nebraska. For our big boys for Ex- sure. Exactly. Uh, one of the other things is the quarterback, and I mentioned this in the recap of the Fordham game, where the Fordham quarterback, went, as soon as he got his back foot in, in the ground, when he dropped back, he was getting ready to get rid of the ball. That's what you saw a lot if you watched the Wagner game, where Van Treese, he he was very quick to get rid of the ball. So if Nebraska is going to play off the receivers like they have been in the Illinois He's going to shred us. Well, he, potentially, yes. But at the same time, how much are they really going to shred us through the air? Because that's not what they do, though. True. So it's more about situationally. But, oh, man, is that is that going to lead to a third week in a row of us hearing about how the coaches didn't prepare him well enough and didn't show him enough? Well, the other fear is, is that <laughs> Buffalo's defense <laughs> runs an even front. So are we going to know what to do on an even front? But at least this way we know going into it that they run an even front. Oh, my God. What I just happens hope that if they, they show us an odd? I don't know. It's going to be Illinois all over again. I, I don't know. So hopefully we prepare for an even front and not an odd front. What do we know about this Cook, the the running back? Well, the big running back is Marks, not Cook. Okay. I know he. I know Cook had more rushing yards in the Wagner game, but that was mainly because he played more. Sure. Uh, but Marks is their is their stud running back. He he's actually uh, last week he had his fifth start of his entire career. Is he another midget or is he no, a full no, size he's, guy? He's a six foot. Wait, is he over two twenty? Uh, no, he's about two fifteen. So he's not the real deal. No, he's not. Okay. Um. <laughs> Speaking of that, real quickly, <laughs> set out. It was, it was funny when you said uh, Step was under two twenty on Nebraska's page. They had him listed at two thirty. Oh so, yeah, I'm just saying. Well, he, I think he maybe weighed that coming in. Maybe I'm just. But he he weighed in pre weight before the first game was two fifteen and then two eighteen last week. Okay, so who knows what is going to happen next week? But yeah. <clears throat> So anyway, back to this, the Buffalo running back, uh, Kevin Marks, he had his fifth start of his entire career. So he had four previous coming into this season. Last year, he still averaged just over 100 yards per game. And that's being the backup. So wow. that, that just shows not only his talent, but also what they do with the focus on the running game. So that's going to be a big factor for this game is how our defensive line holds up and really how the rotation of our defensive line, because we're going to need a lot of guys to be able to play this game. Just going to wear us down. Are there, are they size wise up front on the offensive line? Are they big? Not really. Two ninety. just more agile. Two ninety five. I mean, they're not, they're two, six, three, six, four, six, five. Well, we're going to see, I mean, when we talked about our, on our season preview, I know we talked a lot about wanting to see, you know, some more of that lateral movement and be able to see whether or not these guys that are, a little bit younger can step up and do some more of this run stopping that we haven't seen. Yeah. I guess this is going to be a good test for us. Well, and the big thing is in the, in the uh, Illinois game, we only played like four defensive linemen. And obviously in the Fordham game, we played like 20 Yeah, because we could, but still. But did we only play four in the Illinois game? Because 
oh my god, these are the only guys that have ever seen odd because that apparently was such a huge deal, or is it well, because we didn't that. have the rotation? Well, the odd stuff that's defense. I'm talking defense for us, not defense for them. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I, I, but I, I understood what I understood what you meant. Um, I'm well, still hung up on them making excuses all the yeah. goddamn time. <laughs> Uh, well, one of I think one of the reasons was Casey Rogers didn't make the trip for the Illinois game, so that would have been another guy that would have definitely played in the Illinois game. Granted, that sure. only that only brings you up to five, but still, it's just a an, it's another. Body. But they talked about preseason; they wanted to see seven. Yes, we talked about wanting to see seven or eight. Yeah, I I don't know why they didn't play more than four people in on the Illinois in the Illinois game. It, it baffled me. We were wondering about a few people that didn't play in in the Illinois game. Save your bets. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's there's not much more to dissect about Buffalo. One game against a non-factor opponent, we don't know. It'd, it'd be as if we didn't play Illinois, and what what would we expect to move forward? Yeah. Luckily, we did play Illinois. Luckily, we have seen what a good running team can do to us, even though they didn't do as well as what Fordham Boredom did last week. You know, what do you expect to see out of Nebraska? Um, well, I I want to you know we talk about it again on defense. I I want to see the defensive backs step up and I don't mean just step up as in step up and play better. I, cause I don't think that they've been playing bad. You want them to come down, come up to the line of scrimmage. Don't give them that cushion. Don't give them that ability force, basically force this Van guy to throw it into windows because he's not necessarily that great of a passer as far as accuracy goes, but I mean, he's not terrible by any means, but force him to second guess when his back foot hits the ground to get rid of the ball. Get get him on his heels a little bit. Make him move too, because w- when he gets out of the pocket and scrambles, he's very inaccurate. So if we can get him to move around, he's not a mobile quarterback. I think last year he had like thirty eight total rushing yards. So it's not like he's a threat to go downfield with his feet. So if we can get him out of the pocket, get him mobile, get so obviously get some pressure on him. But if we can make him have to hold on to the ball a little bit longer with our secondary. I think that'll be big for us. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here and say to stop the run because I don't know that we really can stop their running game. Sure. doesn't mean that they're going to run all over us, but I just think that their commitment to the run and their uh, talent that they have on the offensive line and in the in the running backs, um, I think is good enough to be able to get yards. So if we can j- basically make them one-dimensional and force them to get make plays, then that will be beneficial on that side and as far as for offense we need to get bigger runs from our running backs we have five total uh runs of over 10 yards by our running backs we have 11 for the entire team five by our running backs three by step one by marvin scott in garbage time against fordham and one against uh by gabe Irvin, which was like his second run of his entire career against illinois yeah so I'm not saying we need, and we do not have one run over 20 yards by our running backs. So, because Step had a 19-yard run in the Fordham game. I'm not saying we need to take one to the house 70 yards or anything like that, but we need some big chunk yards by our running game. Um, they have the big, they have the the monster linebacker. You know, we talked, well, we didn't talk about the Fordham linebacker had 30 freaking tackles against us oh yeah 31 31 well what depending on where you're because i saw one that said 28 you know whatever he had 30 something tackles against us yeah that's insane L, even if he had 28 that's pretty it's a good quarter of your season right there yeah exactly um i don't know that uh james patterson will get 
30, but you know, he's a really good middle linebacker. So we can, if we can get away from him, uh, I, I, we just need to, basically we need to get our running game going just like we did against Fordham. Sure. I'm not worried about the passing game. I, I mean, I know that they've got big defensive backs, but if we can wear on these guys, I think we'll be all right. Is this a situation where in this game you think that we will be able to wear on them from an offensive standpoint, maybe get a little confidence in our offensive line with them pushing them around a little bit? We better. What's we their ha- What's their defensive to. front size look like? Are they big? No, not really. Same thing, you know, roughly 290, 280. Because that's what I want to see is I, I really, really, really want to see our offensive line just to – Honestly, I just want to see them start pushing people around by the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter turn into cool chunk plays of five to 15 yards every time we're handing it to a running back and it goes up the gut. Well, we talked about this in the recap for the Fordham game. How many drives did we have of over eight plays? You know, they were not just the fact that they were scoring drives, but I'll even take eight eight play drives, eight to nine to ten play drives, even if we don't end up scoring. Granted, if in that case, we should be scoring, but wear them down. Yeah. Especially because they're. I'd like to see some twelve to fifteen play drives and really, really just run some clock on this and it not be a factor game. But the other thing is they're going to try to wear us down on our defense because they're going to run the ball. So that's where I really hope we are countering with some time of possession to make it to take some of that pressure off our defense. Exactly, we cannot win this. Well, I think we're going to win, but we cannot control this game by having the big plays. Adrian, throw it every single time we come out. Whatever. Whether whether we're scoring on a big play or three and out punts. You think we'll see some more of that option? I hope so. It sounded like when asked about it in the press conference this week that it's always been something that's part of their playbook, but they, they haven't brought it out because they haven't had enough people to run it so far. So I've been begging for this forever. Uh, and I also kind of think that they did this in the Ford, those option plays in the Fordham game. And some of this might be hoping I've been begging for the fake option play where you run down the line, then you stop and you pop it to the tight end right sure. down the seam. Yeah. I kind of think that they ran the option the handful of times in that Fordham game to make it look, have something on tape for somebody. Do you think that it was as much that that as that it was just trying it out to see if they a could actually get the mechanics I might, of it? I think it might be a little bit of both. I realize that it's just a quick toss back, but if you're not a quarterback that grew up doing that, if you're not a running back that grew up catching the ball like that, that's a that's a those are difficult mechanics to just master overnight. And I think Toure looked really really natural grabbing that. And I think Amart as as he's finally getting into his fourth season has has at least grasped a little bit of what it takes to be softer with the ball in those situations. I will also say, as good as those plays turned out, those pitches were slow. They were. They, they were. Lo- and they were pretty they, projected. They went, they went a long distance. Yeah. Like the ball was like in the air for such a long time. And it was just like, <laughs> I'm not blaming Adrian Ford. It was just like, again, they the plays worked out, but did they work out that way because it was Fordham? Yeah. Or did it work out that way because of the way they executed? Well, I've, I've, I said this too last week. I don't think I said this to you, but I feel like that's that's just kind of the way he is with the ball now. He, he's so afraid of overthrowing something or throwing it hard enough to bounce off of somebody that everything every every throw he makes is soft. He's well, throwing everything softer than he has is, in the past. Uh, playing against a better team, that slow pitch. It's going to get taken. I'm not saying that the ball's going to get taken. Or at least knocked down. Or at least somebody's going to be right at Toure or anybody else that gets and that pitch him, yeah. and get hit right away. 
So that's another thing. Like I said, I, I want to be able to see those types of plays and I want to see the fake, the fake option. Everybody comes up because oh, yeah. they think the option's going and then you pitch it right over the top. You know, I, I want to see a play Austin like Allen that. trotting 55 yards yes, for they, a touchdown. They used to do that with Mike McNeil, or uh, what was his, McNeil, the tight end that broke his leg. Was it Mike? Mm, brain farting on his first yeah, name. But everybody, everybody knows who my, the McNeil kid is, but they used to do that to him and uh, Harrion. They used to do it with him all the time, too. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love to see some more of it. I don't, I don't, I, I, I think the only thing that I'm really looking forward to seeing any change, any difference on is the defense this week, just because this is what we've, we've expected to see this defense be a lot more stout than they have been so far. And I feel like it's more of a situation where we've seen them play by the book and play safe. I think that's why we were giving up a lot of those dink and duck eight yards last week, um, at least in the first quarter. I think playing a little more aggressively is going to be in our benefit. And I think that's where we're going to see the experience on this defense shine. This run game for Buffalo will give us a good test going into the Big Ten. I'm excited for it. So, you know, if, if we can if we can at least remotely handle this, then... Uh, I mean, Vegas, Vegas seems to think we're not going to struggle with this game. They've got us a 13.5-point favorite. Um, you know, the, I, the, I would take Buffalo. The total on the game, they're not expecting it to be crazy, no. but the total on the game is 55, yeah. 54 and a half. Um, I, I, I honestly would take Buffalo with the points and the under. And the under. I would. Is it so so here's my thing too. I'm saying it's gonna be a pretty beautiful day for some football out there. I mean, mid to late afternoon, it's supposed to be ninety one is the high. Yeah. Sunny, partly cloudy, with no wind, it doesn't look like. Obviously, it's Nebraska that could change 15 times between now and then. Yeah, but that's gonna that's gonna play a factor in the wearing down process. I really hope that we're prepared to give our defense some rest. Uh, like I said, as long as the rotation is good, I th- I think we'll be okay. But you know, like I said, they they've got a really good running game. They they've been able to do it for a long time. Even if they do have three uh, guys that left that offensive line, two of them that went with Leipold to Kansas. So I kind of think probably uh, we probably narrowed all the key points for the game down pretty oh, yeah. well. Uh, let's just jump into the prop bets. Uh, the Buffalo running back, like I said, they he rushed for he averaged just over a hundred yards per game as the backup last year. Uh, I'm just gonna say Kevin Marks rushing yards at 100 yards. I'm gonna go over. over. You're gonna go over. I'm going over. Unfortunately, reluctantly. Um, I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I'm gonna do the same. Reluctantly as well, but I just haven't seen anything. I haven't seen enough from our defense to stop these guys. Yeah, and if he's as good as you say he is, I'm expecting to see him bust off a couple. Yeah. Um, I I kind of referenced this stat earlier. Uh. Runs over 10 yards for Nebraska running backs. We only have five of them so far. Uh, I put the number at four and a half. We had four last week against Fordham. You put the number at four and a half? Four and a half. That's a tough one to pull down. Uh, I've got to go under on that. I'm going to say three. Just because Buffalo is a little bit more of a substantial opponent than what Fordham was. And we only had one against Illinois. Yeah. So it was kind of. Um, Which we talked about the experience on 
Illinois' defense, but <clears throat> at the same time, I just don't. I don't. Our our run game. I, I, okay, let me back up and ask this: Are you counting? Are you counting some of those around the end option plays? Are you counting those as passes or as well, runs? They're only. I mean, and it's only running backs. So even if Toure gets them, he's not a running back. Okay, if we're going running back, only, just running backs, definitely under. Okay. Um, man. And this also kind of goes to what we talked about with Step in the recap of Fordham, but where there's some questions about his vision. Yeah. And, and with some of these plays being able to go for longer than what they actually are going, if you see the hole correctly. I'm going to th- throw out a gamble and just go with the over. Wow. Shoot for the moon. Why not? He's going for it. He wants, he really wants to be on opposition to me. I do. That's kind of why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We've had this for three consecutive weeks now. Turnover margin plus 1.5 for Nebraska. I'm going plus on that, and I'm going to say that it is because we're causing the fumbles. So we have only been above plus 1.5 in a game. We have not been above 1.5 in a game since 2019 Maryland. I'm doing it. So you're going going over. I I also think we're going to grab a couple more picks. Well, we've we've looked to jump some of those. But that was what I was going to say. So times. so that means do you think that the, the defensive backs are going to play up with less cushion? I do. Because I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of picks if we don't. No, I, I definitely do. I do. I do. I do think we're going to see some more aggression coming out this week, especially if you're saying that this this Van Trees kid is the same way as the guy last He's week. He's very similar. Very I similar. I mean, we didn't get to him. We didn't get to him, but yeah. we were getting a lot more pressure on him. Moving forward in the game after that, like I said, midway through that second quarter, he started having to make faster throws, make faster decisions. And I think that also helped us in the run game in the fact that they didn't have as many lanes opening up. Well, and Fordham only had like 12 passing yards in the second half. I mean, so like it's not like they were able to do anything in the second half at all. Yeah. Granted, I think Buffalo might be able to do a little bit more, but still. Well, I think I, I personally think that Fordham game was as much about us learning what yeah. our skill sets are as it was learning anything about what they were doing. Just because of history, not because I want to go against you. I'm going to go with the under of 1.5 just because. Makes sense. I, I Play it safe, Jed. Play it safe. It should have been over 1.5 this last week if it wouldn't have been <laughs> for that. Well, Logan Smothers fumble or the Cam Taylor. Yeah, Smothers, Taylor Martinez moment. Yeah. So I'm going to go under. Uh. I did this last week, and I'm not moving the number this time. All right. Total punt return yards, 15 and a half. <laughs> God, man. I just, I have to, I don't even know. <laughs> I have to go over just because mathematically it doesn't make sense that we wouldn't go over that. But we've never. But we I mean, don't go over it. And it, so the, technically, the most frustrating thing to me is I just don't know who the fuck's going to catch punts. Yeah. I know. Where the, who the fuck's going to be back there? Should, should we just not have anybody back there and just go for the block every time? Man, that'd be fun. I mean, why not? <laughs> I do. I, I need to remind me. I need to show you this video afterwards, and I will post it on. I'll figure out how to post a TikTok. I'm old school when it comes to TikTok. I don't know much about it. I got to figure out how to put this TikTok on our uh, Big Red Junkies Facebook page. This kid blows through. It's it's Little League football. Okay. Blows through the offensive line on. It looked like a PAT. Oh, yeah. And the kid and- pushes him. <laughs> And the kicker shoves him. Dude, that thing was hilarious. The, the kid runs up to the ball and stops because the other kid's standing right there and he just shoves him and then he tries to kick it. Yeah, I saw Oh, that. it's fantastic. Well, I, I will make sure that video gets up because that is 
fantastic. <laughs> and that kicker is like the biggest kid on their team, yeah. too. I was like, who the fuck is this kicker? Yeah. So anyway, over under 15 and a half yards. I, I have to go over, man. You had to go over last I time, I have too. to go over. Not because I think anybody that's not going to even touch the ball is going to take the ball. Well, I'm just saying. But you it, said you had to go over last week, too. I just feel like we're... If we're... And these are two ifs I'm playing. I'm, I'm going under. I, I, yeah. I'm going over just because of the fact that if we can get some stops on their run game, if we can get their run game slowed down, they're going to be putting us, the, putting us the ball all day. And we're going to have to catch some of them. We have to catch some of them. We can't fair catch it off every fucking time. You can catch them all you want to. Are you going to do anything with it after that? That's a great question, man. That's we, we are averaging 0.5 yards per return. Let's tack on to this one. Who do we think is going to be back there catching it? Well, if Oliver Martin's healthy, then he will be. You don't think Ramir Johnson's going to get back there? Because didn't he catch a few of them in the Illinois game? Uh, I'd have to look. Because I thought he was out there for a few of them in the Illinois game. But I don't, uh, I, I just, I, I look at that. I look at, you know, I hear Xavier Betts is fast as shit. Why isn't he back there catching punts? Well, he's back there catching kicks, kickoffs. Why, why couldn't he be out there on the punt team? Are we worried know. about him getting beat up too much? I don't know. Because, I mean, he, like we talked about, he didn't see the field in the Illinois game. I thought he had a pretty decent game. I, he didn't go crazy. Obviously, but he had that one nice catch in the Fordham game. Ramir Johnson had one kickoff return in the Illinois game. It was a kickoff. Okay. Not have a I thought he was return. back there on punt for some reason for one or two of them. But the other, I mean, Brody Belt had the, was back there after Cam Taylor Britt was done against Fordham. So maybe they'll just have Brody Belt do it if uh, Oliver Martin can't. I sure. Don't, I don't know. But I'm going under. You're going over. I'm going over, man. All right. I'm going under. I'm, Maybe I'll get lucky on one of these at some point. We're, we're doing this every single week. Even if they get until they get over 15 and a half, I'm going to go under every fucking time. <laughs> going to have to see some better coverage. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Martinez completion percentage, 64%. He's in his career. He's 63.9. Yeah, I'm going over. Over. But I thought he sucked and was terrible and everything else. No, hey, kidding. dude, I'm I didn't kidding. say he I'm sucked kidding. and was terrible. I think he's a gifted dude who <laughs> might not have it all between the ears for this offense. I'm going to go over as well. I think if you took him, if you took him out of this offense and you put him in something much, much simpler, one or two reads, that's it. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be slaying. Absolutely slaying. I just don't think he has the capacity to get everything done that this offense requires. And it's on the coaches to scale that back for the talent that they have. And well, so blame goes around. I'm not putting it all on him. I'm, I'm not. I'm simply not. not saying that. I know you're not. I just I'm so tired of seeing him just look off these dudes that are. It's, it's like Randy Johnson, your bread and butter is the fastball. Throw the fucking fastball. And Give he him just the keeps, heater. He keeps Ricky. looking him off, trying to throw an Ephus pitch and getting it bl- blasted out. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't understand why they're trying so hard to make him something that he seemingly isn't to this point. Yeah. And it's not like this is an experiment that's gone on four games. It's four fucking years. I, I can't argue that. Uh, because of the, the way that they do uh, Buffalo's offensive line is like I already talked about. They've only given up nine sacks for the last two years. Uh, one last year, eight in uh, 2019. So sacks by Nebraska, 1.5. I'm going over on this one uh, because I think that they are going to feel like 
they have to throw the ball more after the first quarter in this game. I think they're going to go away from what they know because they're going to play a more competitive style of football with us than what Fordham did. They're not just going to go away. They're not going to just decide, oh, we're a running team. We're going to run it the rest of the game. They're going to throw the ball more. He's going to hold on to it and make some mistakes, and I think that's going to lead to two things, more sacks, more picks. I would disagree with that game plan that they're going to have because I think the game's going to be closer where they're not going to be forced to throw the ball. And I don't think that they're going to be that quick to get away from the run game because, again, that's just what they do. Sure. Um, but I'm going to go with the over because I think we're going to get two off of them. I don't think we're going to get more than that, but I think we might get two off of them. Because I also think that we're going to have to not just move our defensive backs up, but we're going to have to get pressure on him because, again, just get him out of the pocket. So whether or not we actually get sacks, I just want to see some more pressure on him. Yeah, I get that. Because I get that. Like I said, getting him out of the pocket, getting him his feet moving, he's not going to rolling be out, accurate. making mistakes, like you exactly. said. Even if it's not picked off, just incomplete pass, I'll take it. There's somebody out there sitting saying the exact same thing about Adrian Martinez. <laughs> yeah, especially going to the left. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Buffalo middle linebacker that we already talked about multiple times, James Patterson. He averaged nine tackles per game last year. I got it at nine and a half. What do you have last week? I think he only had like five, but again, they didn't play a whole lot of tough. Sure. You know, they, 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 Buffalo played about as many guys as Nebraska played last week against In the Florida. second they, half. They yeah. played a crap ton of guys. I got you. Um, and you set the over under at nine and a half. Nine and a half. He averaged nine per game last Shit, year. He plays the same position as exactly. that that's guy from why I last did. week. That that's had why that's why I went so high. high. That's why I went so high. Uh, his name was Greenhouse or Green Greenhagen. Greenhagen, yeah. Oh man, I got to go over on that one. I'm taking the over. You only have one under on this so far. I'm taking the over. Okay. Um, I also think this is going to be a higher scoring game than anybody thinks. So you take the over on the total. Oh yeah, over on the total. Yeah. Oh for sure. Okay. I I just think it's going to be under because I think both teams are going to try to run the ball and the the game's going to go by quick. I think the clock's going to be running. I don't know if there's going to be enough time for us to score as many, that many points. Well, I'd love to make them uncomfortable in the first quarter like we didn't. Yeah. Last week. I agree. I would love to see a faster start. That was that was one thing that I will say after the first two games that are that are different than we've seen prior to this with Frost in a negative way. He has always come out in at least the first series, if not the second series, has been very well scripted. We can move the ball down the field pretty quickly on anybody, including Ohio State last year, um, and typically punch one in, if not come away with three points. Mm -hmm. And the first two games, we have not seen that. No. And so I don't know if that, again, has more to do with less scripting, more letting Adrian play off the cuff, if that has more to do with any of that. I don't know. But that is one thing that I will say that's just now thinking about it rather concerning to me that we haven't been able to move the ball straight out the gut like we have in the past. Yeah. Maybe that's because Frost isn't actually calling the plays anymore. No. Maybe that's actually, not his thing anymore. That, that's one thing I forgot to bring up. You know, it, in the uh, recap of the Illinois game, I said that I actually believe that Lubick is calling the plays. Frost in the postgame press conference said he called the plays in the Illinois game. He is calling the plays. I don't understand it then. So that's I was highly confused when he said he called the plays in the Illinois game. Maybe it, he was just trying to take all the blame that day and talking out of his. Ass. I don't know. He's you know. I mean, it, I'd be interested to see, and it's not like we're going to really be able to tell on the broadcast. But 
you can usually tell who's sending a plan and who's not. Well, but that's why just the play calling in general in the Illinois game, that's why I was like, this is not a frost called game. Nope. Didn't seem like it. I will say the same thing about Fordham, though. Fordham didn't seem that. It was more like, but again, yeah, I don't similar, think we ran yeah. that many diverse plays in the Fordham game. True. I know. I agree. Uh, last one. Uh, we had seven running backs carry the ball against Fordham. How many running backs carry? Three. Get a carry. Three against only Buffalo. three. I'm going three. Well, I'll go. And four, again, actually. only running. I'll backs. go four. What's what's the what's the what are you setting it at? I, I'm just asking. I'm I'm gonna go with four. It's not. I'm gonna go. With four. It's not an over under. It's you pick the number. But I think I I truly do think that when it comes down to moving forward in the season, Fordham was our one off mm-hmm. that we got to burn a bunch of people. Oh yeah, we're not gonna have seven. let a bunch of people run out there. We're not gonna have seven running backs. But I think they are gonna. I think they are really focusing and honing in on Step to be that guy. Yeah, and I think you're gonna see him carry the majority of the workload because i mean i if i recall correctly the most touches of anybody else that was out there was oliver martin and he had six six not, carries not for the fordham game oliver martin didn't play in the fordham game. or not oliver martin what am i tory no hold on i'm going back to it tell me tell me what you're setting the over under at you give, no, you give me your thoughts no over on under. you pick the number it's not an over under what are you picking um Let's see. So you got Step, Irvin, Morrison, Johnson, and then Yant is five. I will. I think we're gonna go. With, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with four. I actually kind of think there might be five because I think Yant might get a carry. But I'm going to go with four. Yeah, I mean, when I'm looking at this and the number of people that actually just straight up rushed the ball in that game, the the next closest to the 18 carries the step had is Savion Morrison, wow. and he had nine. And outside of that, I don't know, I don't know who else is going to see it other than Gabe Irvin. I'm going with four. I think Ramirez is going to get a little. You think up, so? Up kick. So um, we're we're gonna we're gonna see five for sure then. No, I I've got four. So you'd have Ramir Johnson, Savion Morrison, uh, Gabe Irvin, and Marquis Step. That's the four that I've got. And you thought but, Yant, right? I think Yant might get a carry. What about Marvin Scott? No, no, not unless we're starting to blow him out. No, gotcha. All right. I think Scott's number six. I would love to start blowing him out. I would love to be way wrong on this and, and run too. six or seven of them out there because we put up 21 and it's 21 nothing going into the second. Well, that'd be nice. That's pushing it, but of course, that'd be it, nice. Of course, that'd be nice. Yeah, of course it would. I would also really, 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 really love to see a defensive score in this game. Our, let me preface that by saying our defensive score. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love a pick six or a fumble scoop six, whatever it needs to happen. I want to give me a fat man running one in. Let's do it. Honestly, I like, of course, all oh, that's great. I, I'm not going to be that greedy. You just want to see a clean game. Exactly. I get it. Exactly. I get really it. What I, I know. I, because baby steps, man. I'd love to take big steps, but this program is at a point where we just need to see baby steps. I get it. And it was cool to see how we dominated the Fordham game. I understand how the first quarter went, whatever. We dominated the Fordham game. It was 52 to seven. They, 
they couldn't do anything in the second half for most of the second quarter as well. We dominated the Fordham game. Let's use that as a jump start. Let's use that as confident a confidence builder, and let's continue it. Yeah, I'm let's not. Build say, on I'm it. not saying that we're going to go out and dominate Buffalo because we're not going to. Who's give me give me one player you're going to look out for in this game? Um, on our team and in their team, I'll tell you one player that I I've enjoyed watching. He's a new he. I mean, he's not new to the no, team. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the most important dude you're going to be watching to make an impact this week. Getting there. Oh, my bad. Finish. Jesus. <laughs> but it's a guy that I've been wanting to give credit to, and I gotcha. forgot to in the last game, in the recap of the Fordham game, is I'm I'm very pleasantly surprised with how well Quentin Newsom is playing. Okay. And he's he's a guy who won his position. Uh, he he was that was the position that I, that was basically the question mark because in the in our backfield we had the three other guys that we knew about and it was between Quentin Newsom, uh, Braxton Clark, Tyreek Johnson. And so we didn't know who was going to start. Quentin Newsom has came in and he has played very well for us. He's, you know, made a couple of mistakes and whatever else, but considering it's expected for a new guy. Exactly. But also considering who he's playing next to, he has, he has really shined. He came in and he had the sack again uh, against Fordham. Yeah. Uh, coming off the edge. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, that's that's who uh, somebody, you know, you talk about a pick six or something like that. I'd like to see something like that from him. So as far as defense goes for that uh, offensively for us. Um, I don't want to go obvious and do Torre because everybody's going to be watching Torre. Uh, I guess I'll just say it again. I want to see Ramir Johnson get a few more carries. Sure. See, see what he can do, even if it's also him catching a swing pass or whatever else. <laughs> hey, I, I don't hate the swing. Passes. I don't hate it if it's executed exactly. in a proper time, and executed and called at a proper time yes. in the game. That that's my, always been my biggest problem with those passes behind the line of scrimmage. Not second in thirty-seven, and not three of them in a row. Yeah, from that, the five-yard line, exactly, or from the end zone and get safety like we did so, a couple years ago. Let's look at this over. Under the spread, what you what are you are you, are you taking Nebraska with a thirteen and a half? No, I take Buffalo. Taking Buffalo, huh? I think it's going to be seven to ten. I will tell you Not right to now. Score seven. To I will 10, tell you right now, and I will difference. back it up. I will back it up in my pick'em league. I am taking Nebraska in this one. I don't normally pick Nebraska. I don't normally pick the Nebraska game. Period. But I'm taking Nebraska in this one. I think they're going to build off of last week, and they're going to love that snowball effect. I think. I think maybe just maybe this team. They, they don't necessarily get away from the snowball effect, but maybe it'll get going the right direction this time. I sure as hell hope so. And that's a wrap. Follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Anchor. We do have a new skill on your Alexa. You can actually set us up as part of your daily briefing. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at Big Red Junkies. And don't forget to join the Big Red Junkies Nation. It's a Facebook group where adults who aren't afraid to speak their mind and aren't afraid to hear other people's go other people go off <laughs> and get together and chat up Oscar football. Cheers, brother. Let's go do a shot. I'm in. Thank you.